0: I remember calling 911 and saying we're one it says one mile from you know Juniper Road. Um and I turned back around. I was walking back towards the the accident and another car came off the road and hit me.
1: This is Measured Voices, Episode 18. I'm your host, Walt Huntsman. This time out I sit down with Lee Penn Sky. Over the next hour we'll talk about his first band his early songwriting efforts, and the event that really set him free to pursue his music. We'll also talk about his band, The Oliphants, the evolution of his songwriting and his singing, and about getting ready to go back into the studio. That and more, next on Measured Voices. Well, let's uh, start. Let's start at the beginning let's talk about your musical background were you were you like in a band and you know band growing up or your parents musical
0: my parents were not musical um they uh they tried to get me to um play instruments um you know when i was young like oh we're gonna make him play violin i didn't want to play violin (laughs) um we're gonna make him play um coronet in you know, like that, you know, in third grade, everybody was supposed to play an instrument and they were, you know, cornet was the one that I was allotted. Um, and then they stopped trying to make me play, um, play an instrument. And I did a lot of, um, you know, I was in the chorus a lot, and, but I wasn't, I wasn't a confident singer. And I didn't, I didn't really think that I could sing at that point. And I would always stand next to the guy that I knew, could sing and kind of just listen. And he'd say, you know, he'd sing, you know, like hallelujah chorus, hallelujah. And I'd, I, you know, I'd wait that moment and be like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, cause I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, you know, I'd, or I, I didn't believe that I could do it. Right. I didn't have a good ear for it. Um, and so I was, I was in chorus through, um, through high school and, you know, and, some plays and stuff. Um, and then um, didn't play an instrument, um, tried to start a band, was the lead singer for this heavy metal band, you know. And um, I was horrible, and I knew I was horrible. And um, I thought to myself, I better learn how to play bass.
1: <laughs>
0: bass <laughs> players always have a gig. And, um, before they kicked me out of the band, um, and, uh, learned to play bass, um, you know, started playing bass and me and one of my best friends started a band, a band called Mr. Picasso head. And we played, played around kind of the, um, we were from Ann Arbor, um, Michigan. We played around, you know, the Detroit, Toledo, um, God, did we get into Chicago a little bit? I can't remember. Um you know all around michigan um for about 4 years um, uh yeah mr picasso head
1: yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to envision the uh, the logo for that band cuz i'm thinking so, mr potato head with sort of so the
0: logo was was drawn by our singer my my best friend and it was um this naked guy with his head twisted in a pretzel this kind of almost cartoonish um uh, kind of in this weird um, almost like dance pose um, and Mr. Picasso Head was like a Picasso signature.
1: I can't imagine people didn't relate to that more. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it
0: was it was a great, I thought it was a great name and um, it was a fun band. Um, you know, actually my, my friend um, who occasionally would get together and play some music, He he lives in California, but, you know, um, he was just out here this last summer when we played a gig gig together. Um, he brought me an old tape um, tape to see. You know, he put it on CD of our our, our release and um, a couple shows that he had found that were recorded. And uh, you know, listened back to it, thinking, "God, we were so, we must have been so terrible." But listening back to it, and it was like we were okay. We were pretty good, you know. Like um, so that's that's where I really got my start. Um, and I wrote most of, um, at least initially, I wrote most of the music and lyrics for for that band. And then um, then the band started writing a little more together, um, you know, towards the end. Um,
1: it was a lot of fun. And that actually that actually takes me kind of to the, what was going to be my my next question was uh, when you made your first attempts at songwriting and and what those were like was the band the first place or did you try before that
0: so the 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 songwriting yeah i guess it was so i i did a lot of lyric writing um and i've always written prose simplistic prose i guess you know um know, throughout throughout my life you know even as a little kid i i wrote a lot of um metaphors and um, you know, um, my mom still ha- has some things I wrote when I was in like second grade. Um, and so I- I've always written these kind of little prose. Um, and I guess the first song I wrote, in fact, I remember the first song I wrote. It was um, a song that we recorded as a band. It was really kind of a simplistic song love song you know Mm -hmm. um yeah and so that's that's when I first started to write songs I guess um you know I was playing bass I knew enough on guitar that I could kind of well this is a you know this is a g chord and this is a d chord so what happens if I you know but I I wrote most of my stuff on the bass um Mm. and then would kind of okay what's that going to be on you know what's that going to be on the guitar so I, I would know how to communicate it to the band um yeah, so I I started off not knowing. Actually, we all in that band really started off not knowing <laughs> how how to play our instruments and um, how to
1: work as a band. Well, I can relate to a lot of that. I mean, I I wrote like like you, I wrote a lot of lyrics mm-hmm. for years and years, and uh, even now I have to bring in bring in the band to yeah. <laughs> help with the arrangement and yeah. the chord because yeah, yeah. it's still a weakness. Yeah, uh, you know.
0: So then I you know I didn't. Um after that band i <coughs> i didn't really um play for a while um i was in my master's program you know i went to you know came out here to work um and i didn't you know I, I still had a guitar and i would i would play my guitar but i i i would write but i didn't um i didn't play out just did it for myself until uh you know until wow about 2001
1: Well and your website talks about 2001 as being kind of a Pivotal year for you because yes. you, had a, you know a near fatal Yes mishap I guess That it. that kind of gave you some uh, The way I, I kind of think of it is it, it sort of brought you to life in a way as a songwriter Because you felt, felt Able to you know, Like there was nothing worse that could Happen to you at that point uh, Can you for people who aren't familiar with the story, you... Uh...
0: sure. Um, so I moved out to Idaho for to work for um, a wilderness treatment program. You know that that would take kids out into the into the wilderness for you know three weeks at a time and teach them survival skills and um, uh, you know it was really kind of about confidence building and, um, and so I was working for that program. Um, I was I had just graduated with my um, master's in social work degree. So I was doing the therapy component for that. Um, and we were doing some training down in Salt Lake and we were driving to Salt Lake going over Sweetser pass and it was in January, January 12th, I think, um, of 2001 and, uh, this suburban was rolled over into the median. And so we stopped. Um and I crossed into the median, and I was in the median kind of responding to this. It turned out to be an um an older woman who was flipped upside down and there were several you know several other people, and so we were kind of you check there that person i'm gonna go call nine one one and you know so i was i'd um trudged through the snow um to kind of find a a marker you know and I remember seeing you know. Jupiter Road, you know, and I was it turned out to be Juniper Road, but for in my in my head for the longest time it was Jupiter Road. Um and I I remember calling nine one one and saying, we're one it says one mile from you know Juniper Road. Um and I turned back around. I was walking back towards the the accident and another car came off the road and hit me. Um um Luckily I saw this car coming and I was able to jump um and so instead of it going over me um it kind of caught my leg um and threw me up on the hood and then threw me you know many feet <laughs> and people say oh my god the car hit you going highway speeds but my guess is it was not quite highway speeds because I think I would you know have I mean I suffered significant injuries but I think I would have been really squished um they life flighted me and um my leg was crushed and um you know seven or eight surgeries later you know um they had kind of rebuilt the leg and put all kinds of hardware in it and taken the hardware out and um and eventually removed my kneecap because it was actually a hindrance to um, any kind of progress and I had to learn how to walk again twice you know the leg. The leg had um, been locked out twice because they had to kind of cut tendons. Um, and so each time it, it, they had locked it out straight, um, I lost all muscle mass in the leg. And so I'd have to rebuild all the muscle mass and te- essentially teach that leg how to walk again. <laughs> um, so I spent a lot of time um, sitting on my living room floor with my legs straight out with not much to do other than kind of watch the same TV shows and, you know, and there was my guitar and there was all this kind of depression and angst and pain. And, um, you know, and I had also moved um, moved to Idaho having just broken off a relationship. Actually, I was, you know, with a fiance, I was going to get married. And, um, so I had all this stuff, you know,
1: how much do did those do or did those experiences and and maybe your experience in in social work on top of that how much do those if they do uh uh, influence or or flavor your songwriting well
0: um i would say that at least my that initial solo album was entirely um almost entirely based on kind of relationship and that accident and, um, kind of how I was trying to express what was going on for me. Um, and I don't really, um, I don't really delve too much into the social work, um, side of things in my songwriting other than um, I write a lot a lot about um, things that are um, worth protesting in my head, um, you know, maybe not kind of direct protest songs, though I have a few of them um, uh, I'm a psychiatric social worker, so I deal with a lot of um, acute mental health problems and so I tend to kind of shy shy away from that right. um lyrically i i i um, i'm I'm not sure why you know. I can think of one or two times where I've kind of allowed myself to, to, to talk about the people or, or the things that I've, I've seen kind of as a psychiatric social worker. Um, and mostly I'm writing, I'm writing about, um, kind of internal things, you know, um, things that I'm thinking about. Um, I'm not really, um, not really much of a topical songwriter. You know, I've, I've got a lot of friends who, you know, they're going to write about the train wreck of such and such. And I have a few of those songs the, the, the title track of my last song is really a topical song. Um, um, but it's also a protest song uh, about the, the big branch mine disaster. Um, yeah.
1: In that work, I imagine, and I, I am completely imagining since i, I not familiar with the work that much I would imagine that you witness or experience or see various emotions at play on the range of the emotional scale with the kind of work that you do does that sure. help you tap into your your uh, own no, emotions again,
0: again I don't um, at all I so um, so I'm a clinical social worker at, at the Ada County Jail and so I I deal with a lot of um very sad things um, you know people who are either very sad i mean it's sad because they're so sick or it's sad because they're so broken or it's sad because of what they've done to people or um and I am pretty good um, I don't think I would be able to do that job as long as I have because i've I've done that I've been there for about eight years and I've you know done other you know, acute mental health social work for the rest of my career other than this um, job with the kids. Um, I don't think I'd be able to do that job unless I had a good clinical distance, you know, an ability Mm -hmm. to kind of say, that's that, you know. That stuff always, of course, will always spill in a little bit, but I'm pretty good at kind of just leaving that there. Um, I mean, the stuff I really write about are... are. um, are things, um, things I'm more intimately concerned about. Um, not that I'm not concerned right, about those right. people, but <laughs> you know, um, uh, I've got a lot of songs about, you know, maybe things I feel about a, a, about equality a or love or things I'm angry about or things that, you know, um, again, not that those those things at work wouldn't um, wouldn't engender those emotions, but...
1: Um, well, uh, on that, uh, maybe uh, you could share a song with us, then. Sure, sure. Um,
0: let's see. I'll, I'll play a song, you know, we're, we're in a politically charged time of this country, <laughs> um, and there is lots of derision um, concerning uh, people's different beliefs about what people should be allowed to do or should be um, I don't know a lot of rights things you know that were are very uh, there's a lot of politicians that want to tell um, tell us what we can and can't, who we can and can't love, what we can and can't feel, I think, right now. And it's, um, I think it's problematic. Um, and so um, I wrote this song a few years ago when when the Add ad the Words um, movement was going on here where we were trying to get... Um, the state politics to take a look at and maybe define a larger equality, um, you know, add the words to um, the state constitution. Um, but I, I think this song is even more, um, I don't know, it's even more resonant today to me because <laughs> it's not just that anymore. <laughs> I don't have to pay tribute to the pirates and the scoundrels They have gathered all the kings and with them do take counsel They're fat and happy on the product of their greed They're granting titles for the sums of all their deeds See you're fattened on your pain Gathered in the shadow of your shade Gathering the shadow of your shade See you fattened on your pain You don't have to pay the toll To that toll taker Though it is a steep road I believe that I've seen steep Pride of Alabama. Well, they've packed up and gone. They're all wondering why you cannot catch on. See you fattened on your pain. Gathered in the shadow of your shame. Gathering the shadow of your shame. have all retired because business was so good and your license it expired but I guess you knew it would and you've paid for our dreams with pearls you've never had and I would lend them to you if you needed them that bad I see you're fattened on your pain gathered in the shadow of your shade Gathering the shadow of your shame. I see you fed on your. hate is to make a joyful noise the only way to fight hate is to make a joyful noise gonna make a joyful noise gonna make a joyful noise the only way to fight hate is to make a joyful noise the only way to fight it is to make a joyful noise Gonna make a joyful noise Gonna make a joyful noise
1: like it thank and uh, before you you uh before you started that song you talked about it being uh, topical when you wrote it and maybe even more topical now do you worry at all or ever think about uh becoming i don't know too political or, or do you think there's a way to approach those topics in songs that don't alienate have i'm thinking so, like the dixie chicks and right i and, mean so
0: you know like you always kind of well, I don't know if you always kind of think about, well, gee, am I am I being too? Maybe maybe I used to think about that kind of stuff. I I, I just don't think about that stuff anymore. Like, um, I'm I'm gonna write what I'm feeling or thinking, um, and I'm and- gonna use the language that you know that that makes sense to me
1: and one of the reasons i ask is i've had some musician friends who advised me not to get too political uh on social media which is another beast unto itself but uh in terms of music that hasn't been a problem for me yet because every political song i've tried to write i haven't liked yet so (laughs) but uh so i was just curious about that now you write for you know your solo performances but you also have the band the Oliphants the Oliphants yeah um, is there do you write different songs for them or do they no. do you just kind of rearrange no I write
0: them? I just write you just write I, I mean you know like there's certain songs that are more suited for the band right and certain songs that are more suited for um, uh, for my solo stuff um, but you know I play with amazing guys you know and And so you know i can take and the way i write i think it lends itself to kind of you know being whatever that band is currently you know um whatever that band is um putting out there um a lot of what the oliphants do um is very uh very jam based you know we really like to just kind of let things go a little bit, you know, like like we have this, you know, we've got the song, and we're gonna, um, you know, gonna maybe see what happens in the middle of the song and then come back to the song. and we it's not ever something we fully plan. We never talk about it. We may have practiced, I don't know, in the in the years that that band has been together um, or operating because it's had a, a few different, um, a few different band members um we've probably practiced five or six times
1: so it's very very organic
0: it's very organic and that's what i love about that band um and what i love about the the people that i'm you know playing with um you know the the solo stuff it's me and the guitar and the harmonica and um maybe more thoughtful though i think the band has helped me get a, a little looser with that over the years um you know, but it's also after years and years of performing, you just find your find your way um,
1: now, at least at various times during the incarnation of the elephants uh, you've had. Dan Costello as mm-hmm. as at least a part time member, mm-hmm. and he's also known for a lot of mm-hmm. his solo he's work. Got amazing stuff. Right? What 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 is it like having two basic, in a sense, two guys who are are kind of at least been used to being lead uh, in so their solo work? It,
0: it it's not um, for me. It's not, um, and I don't think for Dan. I mean, I can't really speak for Dan, but I've heard him say it's kind of a pleasure to. Um, to not, not be that guy that night, you know. Um, you know, he comes with, you know, he's got this fun little electric mandolin, and he comes with a handful of pedals, and he just kind of freaks out a little bit, and, you know, like, um, and I think it's in some ways a little refreshing for him. Again, this is something I've heard him say, and um, I'm kind of putting words in his mouth, but um you know the it's in some ways it's kind of a a night off, you know, while being on. <laughs> you know, like for for him I think um and it's fun because he can do he can approach it differently, I would assume. Um and so I I've never felt like there's any kind of um thing to work out. You know, if that if that's what you're asking is you know, do we ever have to work something out about never felt that like it's it's always been so easy
1: now on your website you talk about how returning back to the the accident in 2001 mm-hmm. how that sort of freed you up and and allowed you to feel like you could come out from the oh. shadow of the band does now that you've done all the solo as much solo stuff as you've done does the band allow you to sort of be free and relax a little yeah. bit then
0: oh yeah the the reason i started um the ollie fence was because i so kind of what you're referring to is that, um, when I, when I moved out to Idaho, I was, um, I'm the reason I chose to take a job in Idaho was I was here for all the physical risks to, you know, I was working out in the wilderness, you know, with these kids and I, I was, you know, kayaking and snowboarding and, um, you know, that's, you know, I moved out to Idaho to, you know, to take all these amazing physical challenges and, um, live that style, you know, that lifestyle. And when I got um when I got hit, um and I could no longer use my leg in the same way, um you know, luckily I can still walk, you know, mm-hmm. and um I can kind of ride a bike a little bit, but I can't really go mountain biking. I don't want to yeah, I could, but I could the chance of me you know wrecking everything the surgeons have done is pretty pretty significant. I can't really snowboard anymore because um, um I don't have a kneecap and you know my tendon has been cut several times and so that um that presents a lot of risk there. So I couldn't take those physical risks and it was a real identity shift. Like this was my identity, you know, like I did all these things. I was that guy, you know, and so I had to find a way to to um fulfill that need to take risks. Um and so I'd always play, you know, i played music, played music in the band. But as I, you know, I always sang. But as I sa- said before, like, I didn't have any confidence in my singing. I knew I was a lousy singer. Um, and so the risk then was to just put it out there, to not worry about that. Right. And, you know, after nearly losing my life, like, what's it? Who cares if people don't like what my voice sounds like? You know, like what? What's it gonna do? Kill me? You know, <laughs> so. So that's that fulfilled that need, and so I played around, you know, for quite some time as a solo and kind of developing who I was um, as you know as a solo artist, and um, you know, played around the west, played a lot of folk festivals around the west, and um, uh, and you know eventually felt like okay I'm you know I, I'm ready to play with some other people now you know I've, I've I feel like I got this let's do something different um and so um kind of spontaneously put the elephants together it was kind of a spontaneous thing and the naming was even spontaneous I mean the oliphants is not a, not a great name people are like what is the elephants it's a reference to Tolkien because I was talking about um Tolkien to my um, my kid Um, driving around in the car that day you know we were talking about lord of the rings and (laughs) there's a reference to the elephant like beasts um in tolkien where sam says to frodo they'll never believe this in the shire an oliphant." and uh and so we were you know i was playing with a group of guys you know actually not all guys a group of people um that night and kind of felt right and someone said, What's the name of the band? And I said, The Oliphants. I was like, I hope you guys are okay with the name of the Oliphants, guys. <laughs> um and it, it just stuck. Um but you know, I could have named myself, you know, named the band something much more catchy and I think we'd <laughs> you know do better. But but it is what it is, you know? <laughs> so a lot of stuff that I do is um is spontaneous and that's what that band is all about, is that spontaneity.
1: You you were talking earlier about how your first solo album, uh, kind of came out of, if not directly out of the experience of the accident, sort of the emotions that sort of built from that. Mm-hmm. How would you say that your songwriting has, I don't know, changed or evolved in that time since then?
0: I, I would I would say that um, you know my my songs used to be um direct personal experiences um and not that my songs kind of aren't that anymore but the topic you know it used to be very um uh very much about relationship and um inner inner angst inner pain um and not that that theme doesn't still resonate kind of with what i do but um you know as my songwriting has developed over the years um my probably well so i write in two i think I, I write now in two different ways i write in a very direct way and i write in a very metaphoric way and the topics that i'm writing about in in fact like the the last you know hopefully i'm going to be going into the studio in the next uh, few months to write Um, or to to record all these songs I've been writing about this new experience that I've had that um, about two years ago um, we discovered some letters in my great grandmother's things my great grandmother came over from um, we think it was Poland though we hear various various places but um, she was 13 her older sister was supposed to come over to the united states and she got sick and so they dressed her up to look older and put her on a boat and sent her over i think i think it was 1914 that she came over um she met some distant relatives in new york and kind of you know lived her life and she came from um you know she had it's my understanding 12 siblings and um we Our understanding was that they all died in the Holocaust, that her whole entire family died in the Holocaust. So my cousin um, was going through some things and found one of her old purses and opened it up. And she had had this purse for about 10 years and never opened it up and opened it up one day. And there was these letters from Israel. And it was letters from her nephew that had escaped the Nazis and these letters um, talked about, you know, he went to work one day in a village in Poland um, that he delivered these little batches of oil and went to work. And when he came back, his whole village was gone. His, his three kids, his wife, his mother, his father, oh. all his aunts and uncles. Um, and he talks about, um, you know, uncle so-and-so died jumping from the train. You know, and um, um, you know this pain and this faith, and um, and and how he kind of threw himself into the building of Israel, and um, and so I um, those letters were a lot to digest, and part of that digesting of that was kind of writing songs. From different things that he said in his letter and then we eventually um so we had his name and the the town that he you know landed in in israel and we were we found that name googled it and found a number and called this person and said this is who we are this is what we have and that person that woman was like oh my god that's my grandfather and so he had gone to Israel, and um, he actually met a woman while he was on the run from the Nazis, literally living underground. Like it's our, we, We've heard that he was you know, not just part of the underground, he was literally living underground oh. to evade them, um, and met this woman on the run, and they eventually had another family. And, um, and so we went over to Israel to meet them, and um, it was amazing. You know and he was gone he's he's gone now but um we were able to meet his his sons his three sons um and their their kids and um, oh. we now have a relationship with them and you know this whole family we never knew but not not only kind of that experience of finding that um finding th- that part of our family and and his description of The horrors that he went through but also the experience of going over to israel and going over to the holy land and um and experiencing that and all that's tied up with you know like old jerusalem and you know the palestinian conflict and you know like all this stuff that's packed into that land and um and so um so A lot of those songs you know they're they're not so much about relationship um they're more topical um but they're certainly about how they affect me or how i'm feeling about those things and and so that i I think that's you know to get around to it i think that's how my songwriting has changed is um you know you, you start to run out of um um I love you or I'm heartbroken songs. And um, you start to write um, about, I'm heartbroken about this. (laughs) You know, Mm. Um, I love this. Um, uh, I'm angry about this, you know, instead of so much. I'm about, I'm angry about my relationship with, you know, my dad or something.
1: It sounds like these songs could have the potential at least to sort of marry... The historical with the personal with yeah. the interrelation yeah and, and you know and, and I mean
0: and people just people just I think naturally I mean you naturally just grow you know with the more experience you have of writing you know I've written hundreds of songs now you know the the more experience you have the more and a lot of I still write all the time I still write stinkers you know mm. like where I'm like oh yeah I know the feeling yeah well but you know but that all that stuff is important I think um and I've learned never to throw away um anything
1: i've had I've had people tell me I write too much, and I say, well, I write all that much so that I can get all the bad ones out and get to a good one well, right. maybe and all that
0: stuff is important so. I think that that stuff is 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 truly important, yeah you know, and so um so to kind of go back to you know the thing that you said earlier, do i you know, do I veer away from certain topics? Um, not, not really. Any, you know, maybe when you initially start, or when I initially started, I would, I would think to myself, "Oh well, maybe this is too much." But no, not, not anymore.
1: <laughs> and you mentioned it, that for years you you wrote lots of lyrics, and I was did. I guess this is sort of a two part question. Did any of those make it into songs that you oh, do sure. now? And and. In those days, it sounds like at least until you got comfortable with the guitar, you had the lyrics and, and no music and maybe the lyrics and music. How do, how do you write now? Oh, so, you know,
0: um, I kind of come about it in two ways, and I think a lot of people do this too. You know, you might be playing around um, with a riff, and that riff kind of sparks an idea lyrically, and then, you know, or you might be driving all, along um, actually, it happens to me a lot driving along. Thank God for cell phones. I say this all the time. Before cell phones, um, were you know, or you know, that that little memo button where you can just talk into it, um, I was a terrible danger on the road because I would be writing lyrics all the time. <laughs> you know, because they're they're coming to me that way. And um, you don't when you're driving. I think you don't have any distractions that you normally do sitting around at home. You know, you know your Facebook or your whatever, um, TV right. or your kids or. Um, which are all, you know, worthwhile distractions in some ways, but um, especially your kids, I guess. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, once you have that that lyric and that melody, um, more often than not, that's probably how I come to it. Um, You know, occasionally I'll come to it with a riff. Um, Mm -hmm. You know... For instance, one of the, one of the songs that um, I wrote, kind of concerning, um, you know, my ruminations on this letter and the, the Holocaust and everything, came um, from a, a a guitar lick, and then um, kind of married that guitar lick with these these thoughts
1: that I had. Well, uh, seems like a perfect spot to ask you to do another song. Sure. Well,
0: why don't I do that song then? Okay. Um, there sneak, is some
1: sneak preview for people.
0: Maybe. There may be a little cursing in this song. Is that is that I can make it clean if you prefer. It, it
1: probably would be a little better. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to label it.
0: Came for us in the morning Put my can into the cars. Root up the flower Over people You wipe them from the stars. Put a number on our arms Catalina brand They don't would own our future but a few of us would make a stand We'd make a stand I jump from the train We're gonna let those bastards take my choice for me I rose above the pain when I jumped from the train. Started out in Warsaw and in the underground in France. They hit us out in Belgium Giving some of us a chance We rose up in Treblinka Seventy of us made our escape Though we died fighting in soberbore Our resistance made them close the gate I jumped from the train. We're gonna let those bastards take my choice for me. I rose above the pain when I. From the train We stood them up in Nuremberg We brought the darkness In the day Some of them crept to the shadows But we never let them Stay and we got Eichmann in Buenos Aires Brought the butcher back to Leon. They thought they'd own our future, but I rose with the dawn. With the dawn, I jumped from the train. Just take my choice for me I rose above the pain
1: Sounds like that'll be a CD worth looking forward to. I, I hope so. I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot of. Now, that that song had a, that song had a, a number of historical references yes. in it. Did did you have to do a lot of research for writing some of the songs? Well, um, you know,
0: some um, you know some some of that stuff that, um, I just. You know I don't know I don't know where I learned it I just knew um some of the some of the things like the you know as I'm going through some of the um the uprisings in in the um concentration camps um there that I was talking about you know mm-hmm. um Soberbor and um, Treblinka and uh, there was actually multiple uprisings and I just kind of chose those because of um the story of those you know where um you know 70 people escaped there and you know and though you know in Treblinka, and though everybody died fighting, you know all the, you know all the prisoners were wiped out um, in uh, in the uprising in Sobibor. Um, they did. They that that caused the Nazis to close the gates of that camp and potentially saved the lives of who knows how many prisoners.
1: Uh, I was I went back and I was, I was listening to a couple of songs from your first album and then uh, sort of comparing that with a couple of the songs from the album you came out with in 2015 and it struck me that your voice gained a little I don't know if grit is the right word or, or character or or it seems like it, your singing evolved a little bit. Oh in that I would think so. How, how, how would you say your singing has changed over the years?
0: Well um, I mean eventually you, you you just kind of find your voice you know you find what you're comfortable doing um and you 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 learn what you know you you intimately learn what what your voice can do mm-hmm. um and then once you know that you can kind of then push the range um also you you just kind of get comfortable in um you know how your face you know like what your face does when you're singing instead of trying to you, know, you just let that stuff go you let that um that whole um, uh, thought about well what do I look like when i'm singing and and you know how do I how do I sound you know when I sing through my nose or
1: you know it's it's funny because I started taking voice lessons a couple of years ago and I worried less about mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even think about what I looked like when I was singing mm-hmm. until after I started taking voice sure, lessons
0: sure well. well I mean you look funny right like you, you start to look funny when you make these mouth shapes and and stuff and and you know you're like whatever my my wife you know when i first w- s- decided to um she says that uh when i first decided to start singing out like actually playing my own stuff um i i kind of told her i you know over the next year i'm going to do this three i'm going to play out three times and i just Im- immediately just went out and did it and she was kind of surprised about that and she said i was you know that she was really proud of me for just going out and just doing it and then she says, but you were so horrible.
1: <laughs>
0: and she she actually um, uh, bought me a few voice lessons. <laughs> a, little, a little tough
1: love. There. Right. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, and I think that the singing thing, not everybody is going to be a beautiful singer. I don't think I'm a beautiful singer, you know? And um, so, so if you are not a beautiful singer, then you have to be... Um, a singer that has some character, and you have to just allow that character
1: to c- come out. So then it comes down to finding and or writing songs that fit
0: you. Well, yeah, I mean, I I hope that as you're going to write songs that <laughs> uh, <laughs> fit you, as you
1: know. opposed to just well, I I love this song, so I'm going to do it. Oh yeah, it I've doesn't... never
0: been I've never been really good at at um. I I think I write more um, intrinsically. um I'm not really a student uh, of music so much as I'm an in, intrinsic writer. Um, I have some friends that are, I, I think they're, it makes you a much better musician to be a student. You're know, like, I'm going to write a song like The Beatles and you produce that. And I'm going to write a song like um, Willie Nelson and you can produce that because you understand the musical styles behind it um, versus I think, you know, what I do is just this is what I, this is what I do. This is how I write. Um, and I can kind of push that a little bit. Um, but I'm going to write, I'm going to write as, as it comes out, you know, I, maybe that's singer songwriter writing. I don't know. I don't (laughs) Who knows what all that is.
1: I I don't for sure. Um, you mentioned that that first year you told your wife, you were going to go out and play three times. Mm -hmm. And I, I, Going to guess that you've played at least three more times since. <laughs> about, about three, but, I think. Yeah, total of six. yes. but you've done you've done the solo work and you've done the work with the band. How do you find the Boise music scene as far as both of those experiences?
0: So um, the Boise music scene, um, first of all, is super super rich right now. Um, you know, there's so much great music out there of all different kind of genres now um you know you, when I first started there was you know a lot of um a lot of Americana um you know a lot of bluegrass um of course jazz has always been strong here um but now there's just so much varied stuff and so much cool stuff you know so the Boise music scene um because it's so rich you know it used to be that you could be the you know you could be the the guy who played every you know every weekend at you know penn gillies or whatever you know Mm. um and now there's so many caliber bands out there that it's it's a little um it's a little thicker a little harder to um kind of make your way through all that or or have the audience make its way through you know because there's so much good stuff to listen to um so so I think that's great I think that's fantastic for for Boise um and I think it's I think there's been a lot of elements that have brought that about um uh you know obviously Treefort and Duck Club and um Radio Boise uh, are primary um primary primary elements of that but i think even before that you know go listen boise um and the Idaho songwriters and you know and and just the the stalwart musicians that have been just hammering it out there for years before that and keeping keeping that scene going um you know boise used to be this huge punk scene too you know and (laughs) um um before, you know, years you know, in the
1: good old days. <laughs> would would you say you think it would be more difficult for you to find places now if you were just starting out? Well, or do you do you think you, so now if you've I, got the experience? If I was
0: just starting out well, again, I don't know. You know, if I was just starting out, there there's more bands but there's also more venues now you know there's more viable absolutely viable venues you know there used to be just a few venues and um now there's a, a lot of a lot of venues and a lot of great open mic nights and um yeah i haven't gone to an open mic night in quite some time but um but i should
1: but there, there are, are a lot of there are right a lot now. of great
0: ones you know like um you know but people get busy with their lives <laughs> yeah. people have two kids <laughs> and full true, time job. True, but, you know true. um so so I, th- I think it's both. Uh, again, I, I think the caliber is pretty high, but there's also more, um, more access to venues um, and more appreciation than ever. You know the audience is really coming, I think, coming along where they're, they're appreciating the different things and appreciating new people. You know you don't have to be you know, the band that's been out there forever to right. start to get the um, attention um which which i think is is really rich um and and people are you know i think when a when a music scene really takes off it's the bands start to support each other more than, as much as the the audience does and i i wish i could do a better job at getting out and you know really kind of being involved in the music scene other than you know trying to you know all my you know all my gigs um right you know and and i try and get out there but it's you know you get Again,
1: you got life. You got life. (laughs) You got two kids, and they've got
0: dance and soccer, and you know. um, But I think it's important to um, to do that. Actually, Dan Costello is an amazing an amazing example of that of just getting out and supporting. You know, when he's not playing, he often is out listening, supporting.
1: Well, I I was talking to another songwriter who has. Just recently moved to Idaho from Nashville, and he was telling me that he thought that Boise was becoming a bit like what Nashville was when he started out there 20 years earlier. Hmm. So it it sounds like uh, you know maybe we're on our way to becoming the next uh, the next great music mecca. Well, I I I
0: think it is a great music mecca. You know, suddenly um, suddenly bands, both big and small, are stopping through. And I, I think that's, it it's no longer a, an off night, you know, let's crash in Boise on our off night. It's a let's, let's play in Boise as we're moving through to. It's,
1: it's no longer, it's eight o'clock in Boise, Idaho. Right. That's Leonard Skinner. Right. Say. Right.
0: And, um, and I would say, um, yeah, I would, I would, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't in Nashville 20 years ago, but, um, I would certainly liken it to um a young austin music scene or portland music scene um you know there's a lot of just cool and weird and fun stuff happening
1: um, well i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to do one more song but before i do the anything that we haven't talked about that uh, you want people to know well um what do i want people to know or that you think they might be interested in it even <laughs> so
0: you know as i said i'm you know hopefully going to get another album out there um within the next year um uh kind of you know generated from this letter these letters mm-hmm. that we found um it will be uh songs mostly about um you know kind of my experience in israel and my experience of um the holocaust through the eyes of my god what, what would he be my cousin four times removed i'm not i'm not I'm even not sure. sure i, I haven't done, done the math yeah i don't know look for that um certainly go to the you know the lee pence guy website um right.
1: we'll get the link up on the yeah. on the blog and then, um, um
0: you know look for the elephants out there we're um we're a good time the elephants are a good time their elephants are a, a butt shaken That's what it's meant to be. It's just a butt-shaking party versus, you know, the uh, more introspective (laughs) um, uh, songwriting, you know, the solo stuff that I'm doing. Um, Yeah, play some music. Go out and play some music. There you
1: Um, go. Speaking of playing some music. (laughs) Yeah, let me, um, I think I will,
0: um, I have a friend who is this great songwriter, um, and she's done a lot of kid albums. And let's see, what key. Would this be And Is that gonna be this key? Um, I think so. Um, and she has a she has a place up in Stanley, Idaho. Um, she's actually a California artist, but she has this place up in Stanley, Idaho, and um, she a couple times a year opens her. Um, opens her door up and lets some people come up and just chill out in Stanley and write. And, um, um, you know, i played up a lot in Stanley and um, had, had the pleasure of being up there. And there's always this character up there that I, I see kind of um, from time to time, um, old cowboy. Um, and uh, I've always imagined kind of what's his story. Jesse, I think you fill yourself up with pain But it wasn't always that way Your drinking doesn't help you none I recall when it begun You signaled for the shoot But you never got your eight seconds, did you? See, I think you let yourself slip The strength is gone from your grip But you still wear your hat and boots But none of us are fools You signaled for the shoot Never got your eight seconds, did you? You had a pretty good run, and you came close sometimes. came close sometimes when she rose out there mending fence you're trying to get it all to make sense and at the altar you were thrown the day she didn't show you signaled for the shoot Never got your eight seconds,
1: did you? Thanks to LeePan Sky for sharing his stories and his music. You'll find links to his music and social media pages on our webpage at measured-voices.blogspot.com. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Measured Voices. Next time, I'll sit down with Nicole Blaze and Mo Kelly of Blaze and Kelly. I'm Walt Huntsman. Thanks for listening.